Hello out there. This is Wise Women, and today you're spending time with women inspiring spiritual excellence. I'm La Cherie. I'm Agnes. And I'm Trevay. We are a group of women who love God and we love his people. And we, we just, just want, want to share him with you. Hello, you guys, and welcome to this episode. I think this is episode four. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about ravens and a little bit of reverence. We're going to dip back. That was our previous episode, but ravens and reverence or reverence and ravens. Um, on this episode, I actually want to dip back because there's some things that we touched on on the reverence episode that I kind of want to dip into, which is, sorry, I got my handy dandy notebook here. <laughs> um, but there was a scripture that God actually put on my heart. Um, and it was, it's in Isaiah. It's actually Isaiah six, six to seven. Um, and this is where Isaiah has a vision, um, and he receives his call. Um, and I'll read six and seven. It says, then flew one of the seraphims onto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken from the tongs from off the altar. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, lo, this had touched thy lips and thine iniquity is taken away, and thy mm. sin is purged. But I'm going to go up a little bit before that. And, because this is good. This is yes, good right is. here. Um, so, in verse 5, hmm. five, it says, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts, then the seraphim flew and then touched his, you know, lips and everything. With so the it's almost like when he confessed. Come on. He had to confess first and then the anointing See, came. Come on. When you let go of that seat you better holding your back, then you get that. <laughs> Mike, Mike, they can't hear you. Come on, y'all now. Go ahead, Oh, Agnes. my God. <laughs> this, your, this your part. I, no, I'm, but you had it. And you can't leave the mic because they can't. the people can't hear you. But that's exactly <laughs> where I'm going. We coming. We live at 5, okay? But, um, oh, it's 5.55. My God, the glory. <laughs> okay. uh, grace, 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 grace. Grace, 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 grace. Come on now. But, no, like, for real. So, my question that I actually was going to pose when we were talking um, and I actually have a couple examples, but I'm a little too hype on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Was like, so I know for it's e I won't say it's easy for we as believers. Oftentimes we are able to, we go through this process. Like, I like how you asked the question to us about when was the first time that we encounter God and how did that experience go? But I think you guys both touched on like the fact that sometimes when you're not surrounded by people who are professing the faith or you didn't grow up in a household, like y'all made it, it, it don't even have to be faith. It could be motherhood or it could be fatherhood. It's hard for you to model or to trust someone that you don't know, or mm -hmm. you've never learned that task or whatever, or that role from. So I was, I was going to ask, and I, I feel like this answer, but I was going to ask you guys for people who are not believers, um, how do they get to a point of reverence when one, I never been to a church in my life. I've never been. And even if I do go to church, the community around me is not their atheists or agnostic or, or Buddhist or whatever other, you know, religion that there is. And how do we expect people to get to a certain place of 
disdaining sin when everything around them, like Isaiah said, I am a man of unclean lips. It's people around me. They lips unclean. Therefore, this is my situation. Um, but yeah. So for me, <clears throat> it comes to we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And a lot of times what I will do, you know, I, I don't go into a room or into a situation and just say, hey, y'all, I'm a Christian. I, I love Jesus. Right. Um, but it's evident in the things that I do and the things that I don't do. So I don't curse. I don't, um, if we go out to dinner, you know, I don't drink. And that's my choice. Not saying there's anything wrong with it. I just know I'm not um, a, a happy drunk. And so it's just best that I don't partake. Right. It does not glorify God with me drinking. So that's just my choice. <clears throat> so I, I don't do anything to, to wear like, you know, I don't even wear a cross. I, I just, just, okay. Right. But what I do do is sometimes, you know, stuff, it, somebody will say something before I really, I'm like, well, amen. You know, it just slips out. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, or, um, you know, I pray over my food, you know. Um, and so over time, people will learn. And then I am real quick to share the goodness of God. If God has done something for me, look, I'm going to tell you, oh, my gosh, you will not believe what has happened to me. And, and you know, and God worked it out. And I'll say that. And, man, it was such a blessing. Or, you know, it's just certain words will come out that are a part of Christianity that over time people can figure it out. And just by living my life and sharing my testimony and, and explaining some of the things that God has done, people will learn. And then those non-believers, I've had many times before, I've had people that say they don't believe in God, that they're Buddhist, whatever, but they will ask me to pray for them. So you got your own God, but you want me to pray to my God because you see the manifestation of his power in my life. Right. And you see where, and so, so for someone that doesn't know God, all I can say is we, if they haven't seen it, you model it. You know, people like to say, Oh, sometimes you might be the only God that they'll see. Well, that's true. Yeah. And if you're, if you are, then be the best representation that you can be of it. So don't be straddling the fence. Don't be lukewarm. Be authentically you, but be authentically true to who God is in his word. Right. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. Wow. I agree. Um, I think that one of the important things, or one of the things I think about, you know, be holy for all, for I am also holy. Um, follow me as I follow Christ. I think that sometimes what happens is people try to lead by example, but they're not authentic. Mm. And that's, good. that's when people feel like they're not even worthy enough to come to Christ because wow. you are. I think people have to get an understanding of what it means to be holy. Holy for a lot of people is what they have on, what they wear. Um, it has a lot to do with their outward appearance. About um, It has a lot to do for some people with your status, your mm. social status, um, or what level you are on. Some people equate being holy to being superior, mm. to being closer to God than everybody else. Right. 
Um, so I think that that is that's something that makes it difficult for people to even want to approach God or want to even come to him or feel like they can come to him. They can come to get to know him. If you think about I was I was watching this uh, TikTok video the other day um, and the guy was trying to pretty much dissuade two teenagers from going and talking about God. They were going door to door to talk mm. about God. And he started talking about um, being a black Hebrew Israelite mm -hmm. and spiritualism. And one of the things he said was that um, having a relationship with God is good, um, but you got to bring spiritualism into it as well. Um, spiritualism is when you get in, in sync with yourself and with your own mind and mm -hmm. learn how to love yourself and you got to learn how to love God. Like he was trying to bring more to it than what it really what is. It really is. Um, but the way that he was talking to them was laid back, chill. I can relate to y'all. Um, but most of the time when people are going to spread the gospel or lead yeah, by example, so they come to people from as if they're judging them. Right. And not as if they're trying to bring people to God. Absolutely. Um, they're not displaying God's love. Right. Um, you know, we're supposed to, I wrote down fruit because people are supposed to see the fruit that we bear. And I feel like people, if we think about the fruit of the spirit, I was going to say people pick and choose certain ones, I believe, but I'm thinking about all of them and none of them are the ones that they <laughs> use. Faithfulness, meekness, <laughs> kindness, gentleness, long suffering, <laughs> Self-control. <laughs> they don't use any of them. I'm done. I'm so done. <laughs> I was trying to help. Like, maybe they are looking over some of them, but right, they're right. not. Um, but my thing that I do every day is I pray. My prayer is that something that I do, something that I say, makes an, an imprint on someone. My prayer daily is that God's peace would be on me and over me and that when I walk into an environment that others around me are able to experience and feel his peace and want to know what that is. Yeah. Um, that he not only order my steps, but that every word that comes out of my mouth is ordered by him. Even Amen. my thoughts are ordered by him. Those are things that I pray. I know it's very easy for me to go throughout my day and get busy once I set foot on campus. And so Absolutely. God is not in my immediate thoughts. Sometimes things happen and I still don't think of him. Right. Um, and I get to the end of the day and I'm apologizing to God. But if I'm praying in the morning, guide my thoughts, then I know that it'll be easier for me to keep my focus on you. Because that's something particularly specifically that I'm asking you to help me with. Um, I, I know what I face every day. And so I understand the whole there's so much else going on around people them to even see God anymore yeah um there's so yeah. much that's not real that yeah. you know it's hard to even believe that there really is a God now right. um and I see it every day and yeah. so like that has become one of my purposes for the job that I do is because there's so much else out there influencing the people and the kids that I'm working with Sheesh. that I have to be a bigger influence in those things yeah exactly. wow I, they gotta see me and before they see all so those other things. Wow. And so I pray specifically for something I do or say yeah. or wear wow. to, to bring others to God. So Amen. Yeah, that's good.
think when you were you. you were talking, I wrote down <clears throat> some things. Now that we're we're all in our note taking mode, um, <clears throat> when you were talking about follow me as I follow Kyrie, and, and and to mm. me, when we're when we're following or imitating or following, but it says also as I am following Christ. So, um, got you, know, you. That's good. There, there's yeah. There's there's parts to it. And what that made me think of is the difference between the kingdom of God wow. and the kingdom of heaven. Hmm. <clears throat> so when we're talking about the kingdom of heaven hmm. is to come, okay, well, that's, that's, that's more the place. When we're talking about the kingdom of God, that's I think good. of that as God's way of doing things. Because a lot of times whenever the, that particular phrase comes up, yeah. there's, there's some order, there's some... Wow. Um, something that's happening or there's something that, again, it's drawing us to God's character. Wow. And so when we're drawing people, what we should be drawing them to follow us as yeah. are the characteristics wow. of God. Cause a lot of times people are thinking about the kingdom of heaven, the treasures thereof. Mm, He's got cattle true. on a thousand hills. Mm. They're thinking of the heavenly part God's, but we ain't got there yet. Mm. We're, we're, we're still trying to get to God's way of doing things to get to heaven, yeah. to enjoy those riches That's and glory. So good. Now, yeah, we have some riches and glories here because God is a gracious God and he's, he's a provider. He's, you know, he's a shelterer. He's a, you know, uh, all these things that we need here on earth that do bring us some joy and pleasure or whatever. But what God really wants is for us to love him. Mm -hmm. to love his people. And so that as we love in his people, they see God's love through us that now they're loving that replicates to some other place that the, the darkness it, it, it's, it's overcome by the light. Yeah. You know, and he is, he is, I love you have that jacket. What is the way, the truth and the life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, every time I saw that, I would always think of, because I used to, as a kid, I used to say the way, the truth and the light. I do too. I think a lot of us Wait, do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the way, the truth, and the light is what a lot of us would say. I thought that that was, there's two. No. I know it's way, well, truth, Jesus, and life. Jesus is the way, the, the truth, truth, and the, and the life. But I feel like there was a Well, that's because a lot of times they say Jesus is the light. He's light. the light of the world. Okay. He's the light of the world. And so I think we interchange those two. Yeah, okay. But that's the thing about light. And we're talking about how do we get people to reverence God? We have to be the light That's good. in the darkness. Yeah. So when we walk into that room, we should be illuminating Ooh. Christ. Mm. You talk about that glow on us. We There should be such a glow on us that the darkness, there is no darkness. Because when light comes on, darkness is gone away. Let me get back to the mic. Darkness is gone away. <laughs> you get and so we have to... <laughs> We thank God for the, the tea anointing. <laughs> we we have that light in us. And so that's how, how people can follow us. How do you know to, how do you follow something in the dark? You mm. got to have a flashlight, right? Right. Don't you need a light in the darkness? Mm -hmm. Yep. How, so how do you know where to go if you don't have that light? Wow. And so he has placed us on this earth. He has given us different gifts. Not all of us have the same gifts. He's given us different spheres of influence. Right. We have... I can't walk into your sphere of influence and just be as effective yeah. as I am in other places. Right. But that light that he's placed inside of us, 
Baby, when the Holy Spirit baby. is in operation, <laughs> that light is so bright. Okay. That, you know, people are drawn to it. Just like, you know, when you go outside, your light bulb, if it ain't protected, what is it? There's bugs Flies everywhere. and everything. They're drawn to the light. light. People That's... will be drawn to you. Those kids Ooh. are drawn to you, Treve, because of that light that is in your life. And the way that even in the midst of the darkness and the foolishness and this dumb stuff that they're doing... You don't diminish your light. You keep wow. letting your light shine. So guess what? They keep coming to you. And you'd be like, get back, please. Why are you in my okay. office? Why are you? But they're drawn to that light because there's so much darkness around them that it's pulling them to Come on. Look, you, same way. <laughs> you already, listen. <laughs> no, you, no. you already know your light shines so bright. You know, you have people that are attracted <laughs> right. to you because of your effervescence. You not only English, the bubbliness oh. about you mm, and, and how okay. you're, you know, joyful. <laughs> you're the, the joy Fancy. that is in you, Agnes, <laughs> is just, it just overflows. And that's a part of your life, mm -hmm. your joy. Even when you, you work in a place where people can come out of it with their own mental health issues mm -hmm. because you're dealing with the problems of patients and you're dealing with potential death and actual death right. and, and things that can be really damaging to your spirit. Right. But you find a way to bring yourself joy. Yeah. Even if it's just a little dance move, you know, <laughs> I be dancing in the even patient's if it's room. The, even if the way you, you dance in the patient's room, yeah, see what I'm saying? Sometimes. Even if you, the way you take Turn. your notes, everything that you do, <laughs> It, it, but when it brings you joy, guess what? That yeah. joy overflows into mm, everyone else. That's and that's good. why, like I said, I, I tickle myself all the time at work. I will say stuff and people are like, well, what you say? Oh, nothing. Because I, <laughs> hey, I, I done got myself a little joy and I'm happy again. <laughs> you know? And so we have to be the light mm -hmm. in the dark. So I know you were taking notes. Go ahead, Trevay. What you want to say? I was about to get you first. Oh, and you. Mm -hmm. Right. You Come on, us. Angie. And you. Now you got to go take your light back to work. Ugh. <laughs> so back into the office gonna be ready to shine right not i don't know why i thought about this Go um, oh i i actually sent a voice memo to y'all about mm -hmm. this about psalm 91 mm -hmm. come on girl. come um, on my grandmother when she was here she's every Baby. bible had to open up to psalm 91, 91. in the house and my little niece Jesus. was like, she's, why is the Bible open here? Can I tell you? I said, don't touch that. Don't touch Leave it. that right where <laughs> it's at. Baby. I've been praying Stop. that over my family. Okay. And like, that day that Abraham was, there was the shootout there. Mm -hmm. That afternoon, Stop. the Bible in my bedroom was still closed. I'm like, ooh, let me, I'm disobedient. Wow. I opened it to Psalm 91. <laughs> said, not only let me open it, let me sit here and read it. And as okay. I would go through certain scriptures, that, those scriptures became wow. actual prayers that in that moment wow. I was praying them, Lord, send your angels over my family yeah. right now, Lord, protect us. Lord, I thank you for, you know, so as I was going through Psalm 91, it became alive in that moment. Hey, <laughs> go ahead, man. Thanks for setting me up. Okay. You passed the baton. Well. <laughs> well. You mentioned all of that. So Psalm 91 starts off um, and I forget about how it starts off once mm. I get to that part mm. <laughs> about his angels mm. having charge over me. So I don't dash or lest I dash my mm. foot against the stone. I mm -hmm. forget about the first part. Okay. The rest of Psalm 91 talks about what God is going to do for me. But the first verse talks about what I got. I have Ooh. to do for him. Hello. So it says he that dwells in the secret place shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So, I mean, the first part, um, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High. So I have to spend time with him. Hmm. I have to stay at his feet. Hmm. And that's all good and dandy. That's not the part that I'm talking about. I'm talking about <laughs> the other part of it. Okay, because um, it's all good. <laughs> shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I don't know why that hit me so hard when I was driving to work one day. Talk about Because if you really, okay. So if How you can first you be in the shadow unless you fall in behind him. Come on. Why are you taking my Come on. Because literally, <laughs> you really we got, in the serving. Look, I was thinking the same that's what I'm thing. Saying. It's that just a shadow. Saying. It's only temporary. So then I was hmm. like, okay, in order for there to be a shadow, there has to be light, right? Preach. Come on. So I have Come to on. follow the light. I can't follow the darkness. Yep. I can't chase after the darkness. Come on. I have to stay in the light in yeah. order to, I have to move with him yeah. wherever he's going, regardless Sheesh. of how I feel and what it looks like. Come on. In order to be in his shadow. Wow. And, you know, before, prior to this, I just, I thought of his shadow as being a hiding place. Because mm. ver verse one talks about the secret place, but the secret yeah. place is not necessarily a hiding place. Mm. Okay. Talk about it. So, the secret place would be the wilderness. Mm. It's only mm. secret because, I mean, not too many know, people know Nobody. about it. Because most it's of the time, place. it is the, the forgotten place. place. Y'all better stop. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow. It is the yeah. forgotten place. Yep. It's a secret place. See, only you ooh. and God know about it most of the time. Period. So, okay. And why does he have to warn us that we got to stay in the light, though? Because when we're in the wilderness, things come up. Things happen. You yep. may see a mirage. There's a lot of dark you know? places in the, so, in the wilderness, honey. Yep. A lot of scary things. Bears. Speaking of, I don't even remember what question we were supposed to be answering, but speaking of that. Um, <laughs> Y'all in, in the text? I mean, we talking about ravens and us being the light to other people. That's come why on. it's so important because you never know who's in their wilderness experience and who you are sent to be a raven to okay. and oh, provide the nutrition and food that they need. Go ahead. So, so um, <laughs> get into it. Get into it. Because I was about to talk about um, how he sent Elijah to the wilderness and he was at the brook and got provided for him. Jesus. And he had to stay there until it ran dry while everybody else was in a drought and didn't have the things they need. So funny. They were in a good place where they essentially would have provision, but they were in a drought and didn't have it. He was the one that was out in the wilderness, but he had what he needed. needed. And let's talk about Elijah, because, you know, he was a complex man. He was. Yes, he, he was. sat there, and in his in his one little moment of despair, asked the Lord to just take him. Just, yep. take, my, just take my life. You know, and yeah. just, again, we got to remind people, it's not always going to be these mountaintop experiences. Mm -mm. You're not always going to be in this great place. Yeah. There will be some valley moments. There will be some times. And if you in that place, look, reach out to somebody, get help. You know, there are people that will talk to you. Um, pray for you. Hotlines. There were people that will pray, we'll for, pray you. for you. Listen, <laughs> yes, we will pray for you. Look, I I will go eat with you because I do most of my <laughs> I do some of my best work over food. Oh you know? my god, oh my and sweet tea. <laughs> yes, and as long as they tea. got sweet tea, I do some of my best work. And so again, there will be times where you will you may struggle. We're not trying to tell you you're not going to struggle. We've all been transparent and vulnerable and shared some of our struggles with people that we don't know because we want you to understand those days will come. Yeah. But you have to remain in the shadow yeah. of the almighty. That means you got to keep following after God and keep 
pursuing and that's the thing a lot of us don't want to pursue after god we want to sing that song you know we sing we chasing after you but you still ain't called him you ain't called him yet you ain't called him yet no and then i'm running for jesus i'm not tired yet well okay we get there should be a point in your life where you reach (laughs) that secret place I mean, right? Am I wrong? You're not wrong. I need y'all to correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're I don't. Right. You're right. At, at some point, we should reach God. Some people We got to get close enough to touch the hem of his garment. We ain't got there yet, Saint. Some people not. So what was the problem? Mm. Um, I was going to make a point to like, um, I find it interesting that you mentioned like the ravens, right? And um, having a source of provision. I believe, honestly... We could say, talk about prophetic instances, all that. You know, God used the donkey, he used the ravens. It's God, you know? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I think one thing that I've noticed, like when we've read through, like, you know, we see Elijah or different prophets. We see Samuel or David or these different, you know, people and their stories or Isaiah. I think I find it funny because some of the people that are in church, are like the Pharisees, you know, they are in a, they, y'all made the last, um, the last episode, you guys talked about the old translation being like a transactional approach versus the new Testament probably being like a servant slash and maybe the combination being a transformational because they're both needed. Mm -hmm. However, a lot of people in the old Testament, they were used to, a certain realm of influence. They were used to the transactional approach. Mm-hmm. It wasn't wrong then, you know? However, and there was a certain was, status that came along with it as well. Talk about it. And so you have the Pharisees, the Sadducees, who were people who were learned in the word of God, who knew the law, right? Mm-hmm. And But when Jesus came, they had a hard time receiving the revelation. You know, they had a hard time receiving the evidence of these things that you talk about or walking in the light, you know, mm-hmm. receiving the provision. This was their Raven. The Raven was Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. He came to feed y'all. However, in their mindsets and in their hearts, they expected a, it to come a certain way. And they never left from that Joseph place. Said, the the So it's like, what do you, is it's, it's odd because what do you say for people who believed a certain way? Like they believed a certain way for a certain time and it was right in that time. Girl, you know what I'm finna say? And then your point be different. But my thing is, I am not here to prove a point to you. I am here to tell you what it takes to save your soul. That's it. Now you can receive it. That's like if you come to my house and I say, this is what I'm cooking for dinner. You can either eat it (laughs) or not. You can take it or leave it. But this is that simple. The gospel is really simple. It's really simple. But it's, to your point, we have this Pharisee, Sadducee mindset where we want things a certain way. And if it's not in that package that we're expecting, then, you know, well, then it's not for me. It's not God. How about that? Even but better. it is God. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I just think about like, 
you talk about the drought, like a lot, the happy part is Elijah got fed by the ravens. Mm -hmm. But in reality, on the flip side, there were people that actually died in that drought that mm -hmm. we don't talk about. On one side, we talk about Joshua and them was able to enter into the promise, but his leader wasn't. Mm -hmm. His leader died because of sin, mm -hmm. because of disobedience. And so the thing about reverence and ravens mm. is that, you know, the two go hand in hand and they're both God. Girl, <laughs> it's just, they're both God, but you can't want the provision of God and want these attributes of God, the blessings of him, but yet not fear him. Mm. It don't work like that. You can't say, well, I'm going to keep the Sabbath day and I'm going to wear skirts <laughs> and I'm going to, um, when I go to church, oh, I'm going to be I, covered I, I. up. I'm going to be covered up. But, you know, when I'm outside, I bear no fruits of the spirit. And I don't take accountability for where I'm at. It's not like I'm saying, and I think that's why, you know, God brought to mind that scripture in Isaiah. Isaiah realized that, Ooh, my lips dirty. How is it that he's mm. able to use people that can admit that, man, man I am not, <laughs> I'm a little messed up. <laughs> I'm a little rough around the edges. I like David, how David right in the, David is right about to commit a sin. And, and, and then just, just as quickly, he realizes what he's done and he's contrite and he's, you know, he, he he's willing to take accountability for his actions. A lot of us aren't willing to take accountability for our no, actions. We're we going to sit there until the day we die. I ain't, that wasn't me. I ain't do it. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Who that was? That was another woman. <laughs> that wasn't. What, shoot. My that was my was, sister. She looked like me. <laughs> she looked like The fact that he was allowed to be in the presence of God. Mm. Like that. Um, I'm also reminded of John. Yeah. And how he fell on his it made me Go. cry when I read about him. He fell on his face, and God told him to stand up. And, shoot, uh, people don't even want to get up now. The <laughs> <laughs> church that is there to sit and get. Okay. Um, oh, sit and get. To sit and get. Um, yeah. Um, you know, I think about, we keep talking about Moses. <laughs> Moses had his stutter and he didn't want to speak because he was you know Ooh. a lot of times god <laughs> will want something from us mm -hmm. and we think that we're ill-equipped for what mm -hmm. he has called we us to do that. when truly what god wants to do is use us for In somebody else's yeah. hello yeah. to bring somebody else i'm further. glad you said that go ahead ma'am well i was gonna mention when you were talking was that moses was a raven to the Israelites. You is in and this book. <laughs> it's just, you know, he chose a raven. Mm. Um, I was going to tell you to look up a raven because I can't Come look, on, up, look it up we, on my phone right we now. We're not playing with the definition. Read, I will do my job. Um, so you can read what they normally do. That's good. Because who would eat from a raven? Raven. Hello. Um, Scavengers. Nasty. So, I mean, you think about the people that God used as ravens. Wow. Like Moses and his stuttering problem. Yeah. Um, Joshua was also a raven. Deborah yeah. was a raven. Gideon was a raven. That's good. All those leaders that he brought <clears throat> from Exodus all the way through Joshua, through Judges, and the people still rebelled, yeah. worshipped other gods, yeah. um, and sinned in the sight of God. 
Go ahead, ma'am. <laughs> okay, so a raven is the germ, the germ of a large, right, heavily built crow with mainly black plumage, so black feathers, that feeds chiefly on carrion. And for those of you that may not know what carrion is, that is decayed flesh, dying flesh. So normally ravens feed on other things that have died that like, you know, you see those carcasses on the side of the road, mm -hmm. ravens and buzzards, and they feed off of that. So the ravens that came and fed Elijah would be something that you wouldn't typically want on. their leftovers. You wouldn't want what they're bringing to you because it's coming from <laughs> a dead place. But, but that dead place is bringing you life. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Wait, I'm just. Gonna, I'm not even gonna say that. Long. Go when y'all was talking about the light and the bugs, it's the same thing. And it's like we don't want the the bugs to come. You said Moses was a raven. Deborah was a raven. He be using the bugs, baby. He need the bugs saved. So he can, they dirty, they filthy. They may have came out straight out the club. Straight out the, I don't know, whatever. You know, straight off the straight pole. from the trap house. Trap yeah. house. Trap house, trap house, trap house, trap house. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> but, yeah, it's like this is what is needed because the church folk just ain't going to do it, man. The church well, folk be problem. acting like ravens, too. The church it's coming from a, we've uh, already made it. And God is still, he's still, he's still pulling stuff out of my life. Yeah. They be preaching from a Listen, dead place. I, I really think yeah. some of my breakthrough came from some of the things that I broke away from. Yeah. Some of the absolutely. things that I let go. And literally some things I threw straight in the trash can. Yeah. Not in my life. This yeah. is not this is not the season for me to be diddling, dabbling, and whatever. Right. You got to go. Yeah. And as much as you know, y'all know I like me a little uh ghetto eighties bass music. You know, some stuff you just gotta let go. <laughs> Ghetto's because I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh, I'll we'll play you something later. But there were just things that I knew that in this next season of my life right. I couldn't take those things or people with, with me. me. Yeah. Wow. And where God is calling me, I don't know. Ooh. But to his glory, that as as I was obedient in all those different things. <clears throat> yeah. Like I said, the ravens came and fed me and all that and the other. But then he the alone gets the glory. Wow. Man. So when we initially talked about talking about ravens in the wilderness, um, I was thinking about how there are certain people, like we talked about before, that we wouldn't normally get advice from. Hmm. Um, for me, there's always been a, a time in my life where there's been at least one random person that I didn't know that right. gave me advice somehow. just It always was somebody. Hmm. Um, one of the things I just thought about was... How it was ravens. They were in the wilderness. So it made sense to me that it was ravens because they're in the wilderness. It wouldn't be a pretty bird, um, <laughs> like a parrot or something. Right. <laughs> um, and then it, I went back to the definition of wilderness. It's uncultivated, untamed, untrained, it's and okay. how it's easily to camouflage with the wilderness because when, well, for me, when I'm in the wilderness experience, I feel like I'm uncultivated, untrained, and untamed. That's good. Um, and I guess it's one of those things where, you know, as you train others, you're kind of getting training yourself. Yeah. Um, but once again, the ravens are there and they're providing food, but it's not a, 
It's because you're in a place that you wouldn't think that you normally would be in. Mm. So, like, for example, I'm at a school. When I initially was there, I didn't think that I was supposed to be there. Mm. Um, because whenever we think about the place that God is taking us, we always think that it's the promised land. Mm. <laughs> we think it's going to be a land flowing with milk Ooh, and honey. Talk about it. Um, when he says that he has something in store for you. And, you know, we get all the feels and everything. Like, oh, my gosh, I, I can feel myself walking right. in the greatness. Right. And I could feel myself walking in the greatness. I'm leaving this place that was so stressful. I did everything I was supposed to do mm -hmm. there. And I don't know if the fruit of that was seen or mm -hmm. not. But I'm moving to something else. Because right. I feel like it's, my time is up here. I need to move. Yeah. And I need to pro get promoted, elevated to something different. Yeah. I'm taking on a new journey and a new yeah. level. And all of that is great. But the place where your position has changed to essentially a higher position, but the place where you are, it seems like it doesn't match up with the position, mm. um, which is what the makes it. Come on, peace. Which is what makes it the wilderness. And most of the time people think your position is supposed to be in the palace. When you move up, you're supposed to be like in a palace or... And where did Joseph get give God the glory when he was in the prison? Okay. But the thing is... He went from different... He, he was a pit pits. to the palace, pits. to he the prison, back to, to the palace. <laughs> right. So it's not always... And at the same time, journey. because the wilderness is uncultivated, God has sent you there to cultivate it. So it's not... It's not the place that changes you because you already have the position and the title. You've mm. already been promoted. It's you that's changing the place that you're in. That's the reason why you you've preaching. been called to this wilderness. I'm preaching to myself. You preaching <laughs> to us too. <laughs> Your purpose is that you change the place that you're in. Yeah. Wow. That you make it look like heaven. Yeah. You make his kingdom come and his will be done. You're not just praying those prayers for nothing. You praying them prayers now. I'm about to put you to work. Okay. <laughs> so do what I tell you to do. Right. Okay. And do what I tell you to say. You be the raven. Right. You've been called. I Okay. I didn't think that before. Um. So yeah, I really am preaching to myself. So there's other people in the wilderness with you, but you're not just called and you're not, you're not just called to that place with those people to have the experience and to continue to grow, but you, I've placed inside of you what they need. So mm. you are the raven for the mm -hmm. people that are already in yeah, this place. Right. Absolutely. We can be the raven. Um, we could be the one that God has called to, like you said, cultivate the land. Um, we could be the Joshua is the one that he's called to go explore the land. Joshua and Caleb went and explored first. Mm -hmm. And then they went, he went into a place of leadership. And so sometimes God sends us into the land before it's given to us. You go into the come land on. and then later you get to possess the, the land. land. You let us come on. Talk and so on. we come on. We have to, we <laughs> have to understand that God made, the there's, there's different the levels to what he has called us Absolutely. to. Just cause you're, in there for a little while you may be there to do one particular thing when he and caleb went there they had to go there and make sure that there was yes there's provision there for us it, it's huge you know this is this is more than what we asked absolutely. for absolutely you know and then when we go the next time now we got to go under different dispensation we're going as the leaders but we got to go and we got to possess the land because somebody is already occupying the place that we're supposed to be in that god has given to us yeah but we're going to be in the midst of them and so, you know, you have to know 
what role are you in That's in good. that particular season? That's mm. so good. Are you mm. there to scout and be mm. an explorer? Mm. Are you there to go and be a lead? Are you there to be a conqueror and to possess the land, the territory, to, to help the people overcome? The ones that are in bondage, bring them out of it. You know, make the walls fall down. What has God called you to do in that season? And how do you find out? In the secret place. That in the secret so place. In his word. And the people that he's called you to study. Period. Wow. I was just, um, I was sitting here and thinking, and this is just a little encouragement for those of you that are trying to figure out where you at, you know. Um, I said I'm in First Samuel, so I'm going to do a lot of Samuel re references right now. But um, I remember when Hannah was crying out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hannah was crying out because she was getting bullied by Penelope. And um, she cried out because she needed, she wanted a child, you know. Mm -hmm. I feel like the... Back then, probably, and maybe even now, you know, even now, you know, like women want like a child to be able to signify the fact that I have a womb and I have something of my own. Right. And Hannah cried out and God's answer to Hannah was Samuel. Hannah turned around and gave the answer that God gave her back to God. It's like Abraham. Okay. Purr, let's go there. And so Samuel now enters into, you know, this dynamic with Eli. He, he is under, so Moses and Joshua, we have all of these mentor dynamics or these, mm -hmm. someone that has paved the way. Mm -hmm. Eli paved the way for Samuel. There was some sin in Eli's life. His cheering. Come on, ratchet children, most. okay? Doing the most, we're not reverencing God. Mm -hmm. Let's get, let's part. go there. They, they eating the offerings given to God. They stealing <laughs> the monies. They sleeping with women. Mm. They shouldn't be sleeping with abusing God's power mm. that was given to them, you know, and given to their father. And because Eli failed to address that, he got, they got stomped out. That's all I'm putting. You read your own Bible. But <laughs> Samuel now, <laughs> There's this moment where, you know, we hear the here I am, you know, but the, in the Bible, it says that he had not yet known God. And it's very interesting. This is why I say it's encouragement. There's a lot of people that are doing the things and in position in positions that God has actually ordained for them to be in. But because nobody has come and said, hey, you're a prophet or hey, you're this or giving them a title or a identity quote unquote or name them you know they feel as if you know they're not they don't really you know they don't really they just don't know mm -hmm. however you may not know God yet but you are walking in the purposes of God you're doing things you're you're like we shared on the last episode this is where I encountered him but just because this is where I encountered him doesn't mean that I wasn't already walking going to church like you mm -hmm. said you was in church all the days of the week you know you was you were already walking in your assignment before you walked into your assignment mm -hmm. or had the awareness that you were walking in it mm -hmm. so there's a lot of times where you know people may not go to church or don't believe in God don't mean that they're not walking in their assignment however there comes a time for believers where we get a call and we have to answer it mm -hmm. and when we answer it you know 
there is a dynamic shift, not just for us, but for those that are called to us. So there was a whole generation waiting on Samuel to stand in his place to place order and structure. Samuel was never a king, mm -hmm. but he spoke to kings. He brought order and he reverenced God. There was no way that Eli's sons were going to be able to do like they were not going to be able to uphold that. They would have right. been unjust judged. They would have been biased. They would have been able to be bought off. They probably would have picked the handsomest son. Okay. Cute Period. Not the little one out in the woods. Right. So it's like there's a reason why these things there's a there it reverence is so important. Mm. And being like we said, being a raven in the season of whatever you're called to be in, even in the midst of even in the wilderness season, you are an answered prayer. Come on. And the raven was an answered prayer in a place of drought. And mm -hmm. so it's so important not to, because sometimes we could say the raven was insignificant, dirty, nasty. They eat all of, you know, the, the definition that we got. But it was not insignificant in the eyes of God. Yeah, it wow. goes back to God can use anything or anyone if you're willing, God doesn't want, I've said this all the time. God doesn't want our ability. He wants our availability. Are you available for me to use you? Cause he will give you the ability that you need Jesus. once you move by faith into what he has called you into. And I love when you were talking about how, when Samuel was a little boy and, and God was calling him, you know, he didn't know that God was calling him. And a lot of times we, we miss God's call. Okay. God done called us. <laughs> he, done, he got us on speed down. He just he, keep calling, calling us. And we keep missing it. And so it's good to have someone in your life that can help you. Yeah. But then you, you still have to be able to, to hear God. You know, and a mm -hmm. lot of us, our hearing is dull. Yeah. You know, we can't even hear God if he was to call and if somebody was in the room to recognize it. We're still so dull because yeah. there, there are all these other voices Ooh. in our ear that's keeping us yeah. from hearing God clearly. And so, again, you know, the, the place of, of of the wilderness, it's it's a place of sometimes isolation so that you can learn wow. to hear what God's voice sounds like. And And he sends the ravens because we're in that isolated place where we can't get anything from anyone else and so it has to come from god from non-traditional means and so again we got to stop looking for god to come this same, same way. way come on that he did last season okay because mm -hmm. listen let me tell you y'all talk about independent women <laughs> okay all the independent women throw your hands up at me that was me wow. oh, yeah. i have been as an only child as it's just self assured and self-reliance wow. self-confident that was me Ooh. i didn't depend on nobody y'all going deep okay nobody listen i i don't need nobody Ooh. i can do bad all by myself okay. well the lord told Tyler me Perry? how bad i could do okay oh, by, on yourself. by yourself by do bad. <laughs> but in the midst of the bad wow he was the good wow he he took care of everything and i'm not the one to ask for help or anything like that i'm gonna figure it out and, you know, there were plenty of people there to help. But because pride, I don't know, or because I'm just so self-reliant and I've always figured out on my mm. own, God had to send things the other That's way. so good. Because, Jeez. you know, <laughs> I didn't know how to say, I, 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 you know, because my thing was if, if I can make it from this day to that day, I'm going to make it. 
And, and, and if I get there by the skin of my teeth, I made it. Wow. I made it. And so I'm good. But sometimes God wants us to be more than good. Wow. And we mm-hmm. are blocking our own blessing. Mm-hmm. And so, again, when, when she called and said, hey, can I do this for you? All I could say is obviously God told you wow. to call me because maybe I wasn't going to be as good as I thought. Wow. So, amen. I will accept this help. And, you know, to God be wow. the glory. And so we <laughs> have to be willing to hear God. Because what if I didn't hear God when this woman offered to, to pay yeah. my car insurance? And, yeah. and then I, here I am, I'm on a struggle bus and didn't have to be. Yeah. Or I'm trying to be proud. I'm like, no, girl, I'm good. I got wow. it. Well, she didn't listen. She didn't call. <laughs> That's why she called, because she knew I was going to be full of foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. And I think I, it's so funny that you say that, because I, I definitely identify with that. And I feel like I'm in a season where the Lord is just <laughs> like, you got to learn how to receive. You have right. to learn how to receive your... I. You better, you tell me to get up and go work a job. I'm gonna get. I've been working since I was 15 years old. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, you tell me to go get up and work a job. I'm gonna get up and work a job. I don't like Treve said. I don't like to. I like to. I don't like to be busy, but I like to be busy doing things that fulfill me. That yeah. I feel like I'm making an impact in the world. Yeah. Right. And so I think a lot of the times, you know, Elijah had to receive. You know, um, you you. God can't bring ravens around you and then you say, oh, nah, I'm good. I'm, wow. Right. Like you flapping away right. at it. And so I definitely think that's a part of being in the wilderness, being able to humbly submit to God and say, wow. okay, Lord, I receive. I receive. Wow. I think quite the opposite. Okay. Just where I am right now. Uh, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> <laughs> I am, she has to be that controversial I one. In a, <laughs> I'm in a different place now. Um, I've learned to receive. I am having to, I told you earlier, step my game up mm, now. Your game I'm already being up. put out there like, okay, come time to come out of hiding. Um, yeah, it's yeah. time for me to give. Wow. Um, and be who I was called to be. Sometimes we get called to the position and we there, we good. I got the position. Wow. Mm-hmm. And we're doing the day-to-day work. So we get put in a position and we fulfill the responsibilities of that position, but we haven't fulfilled the responsibilities of the call to that wow. position. Talk about it. And I have not fulfilled the responsibilities of the, <laughs> the call. call to that position. <laughs> Tell the truth. Um, though I've done the work, um, I don't want to speak specifically on what it is, but I've done the work to start change mm. in the place where I am and to build positivity in the place where I am. I've prayed mm-hmm. and read the word, but I got to do the actions. Yeah. And the biggest part of that is being me. Wow. And it's been difficult being me because like I was saying earlier, you don't what you're supposed to do. You have the character that he's given you to steward the responsibilities. Um, I'll get you to the place, do the work, and I've got you and believe that I got you. Um, so me stepping my game up is is just that. It's time for me to speak and to walk and be who I am. Mm. And um, my pastor was telling me that, you know, you're an administrator. Be that for the church. Mm. Um it's easy for me to do those things for the church because I'm already, you know, I do worship and all that. I've been mm-hmm. leading worship for years. Um, 
it's actually more difficult for me to be as bold and confident there at work. Mm. <laughs> um, I've presented stuff and led for so long, and now it's like I have to bring that same character and personality into this place right. that's unknown yeah. with unknown people. Right. But that place needs me to be me. Yeah. Um, and not just not just be the position, but be the person in the position. Yeah. Because anybody could have been given the position. People that, are just given the position. That's good. So but I have to be the me person. in the yeah. position. Yeah. There's something different about when I'm me in the yeah. position and not just the person that holds the position and makes the money in exactly. the position. But it's that me is, that makes the change in that position. Wow. We talk about the ravens. We're talking about reverencing God. But you said three words, do the work. Yes. And when it comes to doing the work, it's that I think is key to our whole Christian walk. Yeah. Is you can be called to a position. Mm. You can have an anointing. But if you just keep it to yourself and you're not doing the work, it's not doing any good. All righty. All right. So. We have to, and, and that comes with reverencing God. Do the work to reverence God. Wow. Do the work that it takes to let him see you honoring him. Yeah. Do the work to let him see that you love him. You love his people. We're willing to serve. We're willing to do. Who in the Bible that can you name that has not done the work? Everybody that we've named today has done, done, done some work. kind of work for the Lord. Yeah. I can't think of anyone that was just sitting on their laurels mm. and and God got the glory because they ain't do nothing. Mm. I mean, Mary had to be ridiculed because, you know, she was unmarried and pregnant. Right. But God spoke to her. She did the work. Yeah. Jesus, he did the work. Yeah. He didn't he want he didn't take this cup from me, but he did the, the work. work. God will do something to us. We don't even say take the cup from us. We go. Throw the cup in the trash. Wait a minute. We listen. We say this ain't we my hide, cup. This, we this write somebody else's name on it. That ain't my cup. That ain't mine. You know, we don't want we don't want to do the work. And this Christian walk requires the work. Us just doing this podcast. We're doing the work. Wow. We're sending out the word because somebody needs to hear what it takes for you to be the light. Yeah. yeah. Somebody needs to hear that it's okay to either be the raven or to be fed by the raven. Yeah. Especially if you are an independent person like me and Agnes over here. Trevay too. And Trevay. <laughs> she done been through that season. She in a different season now. Mm. Yeah. But mm. you know, where we have to <laughs> not always depend on ourselves, but depend on God and who Absolutely. God sends in our lives. Yeah. And I, again, speaking only about myself, I know what it takes to do the work. I am willing to do the work. Matter of fact, <laughs> I overperform. <laughs> I, I, I'm doing my job, your job, somebody else's job. There you go. <laughs> I will overperform. But am I overperforming for the Lord? Mm, That's that good. part. That's good. That am part. I overperforming for, for his glory? Mm. So Whew. do the work. Man, it takes knowing why you were called there. To do work that matters. Yeah. And to not just be doing whatever. Work. Yeah. I um revisited a quote 
by Miles Monroe this morning. It says abuse. <laughs> Not the one by Harriet Tubman. <laughs> it's a fake quote, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Abuse is inevitable when you don't know the purpose of a thing. Wow. And wow. you mishandle your assignment every time when you don't wow. know the purpose, purpose of a thing. Come on, thing. Saints. Yeah. Come on, Saints. That's good. I used to get, um, back in the day when I was still dealing with some stuff, I used to get upset when people would call me. I hated talking on the phone, especially if it was someone okay. that... I just hated talking on the phone. What? So people would call and I'd be like, man, why are they calling me? What you want? Is that, is that in the beginning so, when you would call me, you wouldn't even talk on the phone? No, that wasn't okay. then. So, it was like Lil little Wayne, bit, call little me. A little bit before that. So I can... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean... It's the same. It's not the same, but I mean, when God calls you, what is it that you want me to do? Mm. Instead of, why me? Ooh. Why are you calling me? Look, why, why can't we just say, thank you, Lord? It be hard sometimes. Because even when you say yes, like I've said yes, but I have my times where I'm like, oh my gosh, it seems so daunting. Yeah. Like, can I really so do this? Yes, but no, you're saying yes and no at the same Maybe. time. Maybe. Like, <laughs> and then I'd be like, Lord, I apologize, but you're going to have to be with me. It's right. going to have to be you right. and not me because right. I can't do But that's the whole point of it. You know you can't do, do it. it. He has to show you that you can't do it. Right. It has to be him. Exactly. I didn't call you here for you to you. do anything. Okay. okay. I'm just using you. My God. So Period. I can get the glory and not you. Ooh. I just answered my own question. Amen. Do the work. Amen. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, um. It's that time that uh, Siri's telling me it's time to stand. What? <laughs> and so, Siri, you let so the, the episode you. is over, you guys. We so, love y'all. If you're inspired by the word, share it with your family and your friends and even your enemies. And if you would like to make Jesus your Lord and Savior, or if you're just wanting prayer, you can reach out to us at wisewomenhtx at outlook.com. We want to thank everyone for listening in today and please join us next time on Wise Women.